Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again to Dialogue with Divinity. This is Johanna Carroll. I am your host. And today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is all about dreams and intuition and the partnership of the two. And as you know, Dialogue with Divinity on the Exxon Broadcast Network is all about bringing you the wisdom keepers of our times. And today is no exception. We have a dear friend who I met many, many years ago on a television set in Los Angeles. Her name is Dr. Marcia Emery. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She's really led a very magical life from being a pioneer in the field of applied intuition, a traditional psychologist, consultant, and a college professor. And then she just stepped out into the world of parapsychology. She's very, very diverse and very unique. She is the author of three books, Power Hunch, The Intuitive Healer, and Dr. Marcia's Intuition Workbook. Active in the field of dreams, Marcia was one of three experts on the three-hour miniseries TV show, Dream Decoders, aired on the Discovery Health Channel. She's a former board member of the International Association for the Study of Dreams. Dr. Emery had her own radio show on Voice America, and it was called The Partnership of Intuition and Dreams. She really is considered to be someone who is a dream expert herself and has interviewed those dream experts for America Now TV program, which is viewed weekly on CBS, NBC, ABC, and Fox stations around the country. She lives in California with her wonderful husband and collaborator, Jim Emery. So I really want to welcome Dr. Marcia Emery, my Pisces sister buddy, to our show. We're going to talk all about dreams and intuition. So welcome to the show, Marcia. Well, well, thank you, Joanna. And I was even trying to think back when it was that we met on the set of that television show. It was I think over it was, 20 years ago. Oh, I think it was almost closer to 30 years ago. <laughs> and uh, it was quite an event, that's for sure. And I was very <laughs> blessed to meet you because you brought me into the 
Intuition Network, and I got to sit with some of the brilliant minds of today. And I remember sitting in one of those meetings and saying, why am I here? You know, I felt so privileged. So I, I, if I never thought thank you before, I thank you now for including me in that elite group. And so, Marcia, <laughs> you, you, I did good. Thank you again. You've got such a diverse background, you know, college professor, uh, psychologist. Then you jumped the fence a little bit and went into parapsychology. But how did you really get so intrigued with the subject, not just of intuition, but dreams particularly? Because so many people are curious. How did your journey begin? Well, I don't know that I jumped the fence, or the fence jumped me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Yes, and and this was uh, May 1970. And I had a very dramatic and crystal clear dream that probably saved my life. And in the dream, I was driving a car, put my foot on the brake, and it went right to the floor. Well, the car turned over. This is still a dream, but I got out unharmed. Okay, now now we're in real life. This is a week later. (laughs) And I'm driving down a heavily trafficked street in Washington, D.C., when I put my foot on the brake. And just like it had in the dream image, the brake failed, and my foot went right to the floor. And the emergency brake didn't work either. Oh, my God, what to do? Well, my my dream, of course, had alerted me to this possibility about the brakes. But at that moment, I'm, this is, you know, this is a professor. (laughs) This is a gal not into any of this stuff. And I'm in the middle of traffic, and I'm wondering what to do. And I heard a voice, I guess it was my intuitive voice, tell me to make a quick right. And I did. And the car came to a stop between two clothing stores. That was the only area of safety. No one was seriously hurt, but my car was totally demolished, a wreck. So what happened? That dream, you know, I, you know, I, I didn't even look at this. I had just started, by the way, recording my dreams, and I remembered that, you know, gee, I had a dream about this. Well, that pivotal dream opened my intuitive doorway and showed me that dreams can come true. Well, I didn't quite believe it at the time, and yet weeks later, I had another break dream that came true. And if I could tell it to you, I'll do it quickly. Yeah, let's let's do that real quickly before we take our first little break here. Sure. I'm driving down 16th Street Northwest on my way to an 11 o'clock meeting. I put, this is the dream. I put my foot on the brake. This time I hear a ping. It goes right to the floor. My car, I got it over to the curb. I look up. Sign says no parking. I see a policeman approaching. I say to the policeman, I have an 11 o'clock meeting and my car isn't working. Uh, the brake, I don't know, the brakes fail. Can you watch the car? He said yes. Well, I was stunned. I mean, two brake dreams. Now, it turned out it was, uh, oh, a, a little mechanism in the car. And it was a brand new car. Who could believe that? Well, what happened with the policeman was exactly literal. A brake cable snapped. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Very, very literal. Now, other dreams came true one after another, and that's how I came to partner intuition with my dreams. Okay, so we're going to really delve into this in our next section. We're going to take a little break here. And uh, then when we come back, we're speaking with Dr. Marcia Emery. This is Johanna Carroll. This is Dialogue with Divinity. And we are talking about 
dreams and intuition and we will be right back. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. This is Johanna Carroll, host of Dialogue with Divinity on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. While walking along Kanapali Beach in Maui this past year, I kept discovering all these shells and coral in the shape of hearts. My Dialogue with Divinity was very simple. Do you want me to do a retreat to heal people's hearts in Maui next year? And of course, the answer was yes. As a master spiritual teacher, I am offering you a neat retreat called RISE, May 8th through the 12th, 2017. And the chance of a lifetime to rest at a five-star resort for five days and experience a spiritual renewal of your heart and soul. Kanapali is one of the top five beaches in the world. This stunning resort has undergone a $40 million renovation. I walked the entire property, checked out the room choices on your behalf, and I must say it is stunning. Our conference room faces the ocean with sliding glass doors. Maui is known as Mother Maui because it is a soft, gentle, healing energy. In the embrace of Mother Maui, you will feel yourself rising from the limitations of an ordinary life to an extraordinary journey of peace, bliss, and harmony a greater sense of clarity. Our RISE retreat ignites renewal in the sacred elements of air, water, earth, 
fire, and wind. There's plenty of free time to enjoy all that Maui has to offer. A small deposit is required now to reserve your space as this retreat, it will sell out. For more details, please go to johannacarroll.com and register today. Aloha, and I'll see you in mystical Maui. Welcome back, everyone. This is Johanna Carroll. You are listening to Dialogue with Divinity on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And we are speaking with Dr. Marcia Emery, who, in my opinion, is probably at the top of the chain when it comes to being an expert on dreams and intuition. So, Marcia, before we went to break, we were talking about your first experiences were basically two car dreams where your car failed you on some level. And so that really got you curious. But what I heard you say before you talked about that was you'd already started to record your dreams. So what made you think you needed to do that? Well, a very interesting thing. My mother gave me a little book by Sidney Omar. Mm. And it was about, uh, and I opened it up and I said to my mom, by the way, this, this is silly. It was an astrology book. And, and by the way, when I touched that book, I, I had a feeling I would know him someday. I didn't know how, but later I eventually wrote for of him. Course. That's another yeah. story. But yeah. here I had this little book, and uh, it was for Pisces, and I opened it up, and it says, Pisces, it's time to record your dreams. Something important is going to happen. Well, mm-hmm. I thought it was silly, but, you know, why not? I was told to do it, and I did it. And that's the first dream I ever recorded. So can you... What people are really curious about dreaming, and I know there's different kinds of dreams, but how would you professionally describe the function of dreaming? Ah, the function of dreaming. Well, dreams aren't about sleeping, but they're about waking up to challenges and potential opportunities. And even the nightmare is a gift. Can you believe that? Because it alerts us to what we need to know and what actions we need to take. So using very graphic symbols, the dream can dramatize the problems and the issues that are arising during our waking hours. And the dream can also reveal cherished hopes and desires. Mm-hmm. So let's look at dreams. You know, Dreams can communicate illuminating insights, help us solve you know, problems that seem unsolvable, show us how to remove some personal blocks, Give us insights into puzzling relationships and even foretell the future. And I want to talk just briefly to say the intuitive mind events and creates in the dream. So, you know, many inventors find their dreams can help them solve problems, while artists and writers often get creative ideas from them. Thomas Edison, for example, kept a pencil and paper on his bedstand. And he would write down the ideas that came to him while he was sleeping. Mm-hmm. Robert Louis Stevenson, he wrote the classic Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde after seeing the story in the nightmare. So this gives you a taste of the function of dreams. Do you think that um, when we're in that place in our brain, I know we've got our intuitive voice, which I always call the telephone line to the divine, 
we've got the left brain, we've got the right brain. There's a lot of conversation about that. Female, male, you know, creative, et cetera, et cetera. That voice of intuition then, can you define intuition from your left and then your right brain? What's What are we hearing? What are we seeing? What are we experiencing in the dream in those two areas? Okay. Well, the left mode is verbal. It's, it's a clear knowing. We don't know how we know. It's uh, knowledge gained without logical or rational thought. It's the deepest wisdom of the soul. And I don't know how connected it is to the dream. I'm not saying it's not. But when we have the right mind, the right mode, the right mode speaks the same way that intuition speaks. Mm-hmm. in pictures, symbols, and images. So let me even define intuition nonverbally. That's the picture's symbols, and images. Like lightning, it strikes in a flash, a bolt out of the blue. Or suppose you have a key, it gives you an answer, you know, it clicks into place. Or a puzzle piece helps you put the pieces together. Or the light bulb, you know, oh, the light went on, you know, become enlightened. Or a compass that points the way. So it's to me, the pictures, symbols, and images from the right mode that are really activated in the dream state. And also, I guess, you know, a lot of the ancient teachings say that, you know, look for the signs. So when we're having repetitive language, you know, the pictures, the symbols, the images, when those are repeating, I guess I feel personally, okay, I better pay attention because there's something is on repeat here and I really, really need to pay attention. So does everyone have their own dream language as far as the picture symbols and images in other words say a tree shows up for one person it will that mean one thing to another person when it be completely different for someone else it might <laughs> i sound like i'm dodging questions no i mean that's it's, it's <laughs> a realm it has, of all yeah. possibilities yeah. right yeah. yeah some symbols are universal okay now you take the tree that could be the branch of knowledge but right. i my tree may not be your tree, okay? My tree uh, might resonate to me, uh, my favorite tree when I was, you know, young, a place mm-hmm. that I went for safety. Yeah. Now, your tree might be, oh, no, that was chopped down. <laughs> you know, something happened, you know, by that tree that I wasn't very comfortable with. So, you know, it's both. There are universal symbols as well as personal symbols. Because I know sometimes when I have a client that I'm working with and we talk about things that are, you know, repetitive, even in a, in a waking dream or a sleeping dream, basically I'll say, well, what's your thought or feeling? You know, what is that saying to you? In other words, I don't want to be the one to say, oh, oh, well, this is what it means. You know, it's very personal. Your intuition, your intuitive sense on what that means for you can be very unique and personal. And I know that you are very wonderful in telling people to really understand that themselves. So um, using intuition to interpret your dreams, you're also calling it intuitive dream work. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, sure. Now, now, just again, a background. The noise of the day silences the intuitive voice. And that Mm -hmm. intuitive voice for me gets a chance to sleep through a dream whether we're getting a warning, guidance, creativity, whatever. So, as I said, intuition and dreams are speaking the same metaphoric language. So, for me, there are two parts 
to intuitive dream work. And one is previewing upcoming events. Edgar Cayce, the late, Mm -hmm. great psychic, said, nothing of significance happens unless we first preview it in a dream. Now, this is called a precognitive dream, and uh, I think we'll be talking quite a bit about that. So let me just go to the other function. The other part is using intuition to retrieve rapid insights from the dream. So both for me are the power of using intuition. Let let me give an example of that rapid insight. Okay. Uh, I was... I was on a television show called Dream Decoders, and mm-hmm. uh, we were three experts, and we were given dreams blind. We never met the people. We didn't know anything about them. So a man w- in a dream was being chased by a can of tomato paste, okay. and I asked him about his employment when I had a chance, and I found out that he was recently fired. So mm-hmm. I said, oh, you were canned. Right away I got that, the can. Oh, my God. <laughs> So then, dig this, I'm having another intuitive lead, and suddenly, you know, I, I ask him about his wife, and I find out she's expecting their second child. Mm. So my intuitive mind saw the tomato paste as blood and asked, you know, were you concerned about the delivery in the birth? And he admitted he was very concerned since mm. she had a troubling birth experience with the previous child. Okay. So you see... I just listened to my intuition, and I was guided from there. So you mentioned before on this to me, I've experienced this myself with a lot of my peers, the whole dream alert, as you say, to upcoming events. I know that many of us prior to 9-11, months, even weeks before, we had these dreams. We had dreams of planes crashing into buildings, but we, you know... What do you do with something like that? I mean, it's inf- it's information. Um, you know, it's you know, it's precognition on some level. And as a group energy, it was interesting that as a group, we were all having the same dream. Is that a common thing that occurs? And in, in, I don't want to say it's prophecy or prophetic, but you're obviously seeing something really significant that's going to happen. And yet, what do you do with that information? when you don't even know where the building is. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Well, a, a dear friend of ours, Alan Bourne, the late Alan Bourne, who's no longer mm-hmm. living, uh, was such an active dreamer. And he established a dream registry. And that happened, oh. by the way, right after he had a dream about uh, Robert Kennedy's assassination. And Stan Krippner got a hold of the dream. He sent it to Stan. They couldn't get it to uh, Kennedy's advisors in mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and even if they had, you know, what would they do with it? So he had established a, a dream registry. Okay. Um, now, what, what to do with it? To me, first of all, it's showing you individually that you have a very strong intuitive antenna. Mm-hmm. And even when we get the information, we still have to be very clear about yeah, that's what, true. what to do with it. How to use yeah. it, how to, right. how to treat it. Right. So, uh, I mean, when I had one dream after another, now I thought I was going nuts. Nobody ever wrote okay. about this. I never. I know. I Nobody know that you're the pioneer. Yeah. Did anybody yeah, no. think you were going nuts? <laughs> you well. thought you were going nuts. <laughs> Did you get any kind of? I'm just curious. This is just I, Johanna, being curious. Did you get any criticism? 
Well, no, because I didn't tell too many people. Oh, but you okay. see, you what I didn't know, I didn't go to the right books. There was a wonderful book that Edgar Mitchell, the space pioneer, mm-hmm. I was going to say the late Edgar Mitchell, you know, wrote, and mm-hmm. uh, Explorations in Parapsychology. Mm-hmm. And that's when I first read about precognitive dreams. Right. So I, you know, I was not the first person. Look, this goes back to the Bible. Joseph. Of course, of course, <laughs> and, and it we, does. you know, and I mean that this has been going on, you know, through centuries. But you know, I think it was, yeah. I was just going to say. I mean, there definitely through history has been an incredible fascination with this. By the way, for those of you that are listening, we are. If you just joined us, we are speaking today with Dr. Marcia Emery. She is really uh, an amazing person as far as intuition and her dream work. She's the author of three books. Um, Marcia, just really quickly, where can people find you as far as your website if they want to just jump on and check that out right now while we're chatting? Yes, I would love that. www.dr for doctor, dr, my name, right after that, M-A-R-C-I-A-E-M-E-R-Y. Dot com. Dr. And Marcia this is Joe. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Marcia Emery. Dot com. And this is Johanna Carroll. You are listening to Dialogue with Divinity. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network. We're going to take a quick break in a second. And Marcia, I want us, you to sort of think about this that when we come back, can you give us some examples of intuitive and precognitive dreams that we've already talked about and build on that? And then I really want to talk to you about why people are so fascinated with the whole concept of dreams and that being a real significant messenger in their life. So this is Johanna Carroll. By the way, you're on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And if you'd like to see a listing of our shows, you can go to xzbn.net. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life 
forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Johanna Carroll, host of Dialogue with Divinity, and we are talking with our dream and intuition expert today, Dr. Marcia Emery. You know, Marcia, it's funny for me. My my dreams always seem to be telling me to do something. Um, I get instructions, and I remember when I wrote one of my first books, I was living in Sedona, Arizona at the time, and sure enough, you know, three o'clock in the morning, I'd get woken up. You know, I was in the dream, but it was like, get up, turn the computer on, start writing. We want we want to talk. And so I thought, oh, you got to be kidding me. But, you know, the reality is I paid attention. And so I feel that my dreams are definitely giving me instructions for other things, whether it's for myself personally or or people that I know, et cetera, et cetera. So we talked before about a large group of people that were mystics and psychics uh, before a major event, particularly 9-11. We all had a very similar dream, planes crashing into the building. You also shared with us about the dream registry because lots of times I think we get dreams and don't know really what to do with them. So can you give us some more examples of an intuitive 
or precognitive dream. I know we talked about it a little bit about rapid insight. I guess for me, it's like rapid instructions. <laughs> so what would be a common dream that's generally showing up for most people, do you think? Well, well, I couldn't tell you about common dreams uh, if we're talking about the precognitive, the intuitive dream. Okay. Uh, because, you know, they're personal meanings to us. And when you think about the uh, precognitive dream, you know, called psychic, extraordinary, it's expanding our per- perception beyond the boundaries of ordinary reality. And, and mm-hmm. that's what's happening. We're being expanded. And, you know, the dream that comes, it could be trivial. It could remind you to do something. Or it could be life-altering. And we just have been talking about life-altering dreams or warnings about an accident, death, mm-hmm. health challenge, you know, mm-hmm. what, what, whatever. And these dreams, by the way, are very vivid. They're very unforgettable. They grab you by the shoulders, give you a good shake, and demand to be, you know, remembered. And everyone has them. Everyone has them. So here's my student, Kathy. Kathy dreamt the butler entered the room and presented the woman with a gift. He said, this gift is from your husband because he wants to see you happy. And he placed in her hands a small painted porcelain Easter egg. She thought it was a lovely gift, but it wasn't Easter, and she was confused. Well, this is reality now. On Easter, Kathy was overjoyed to find out that she was pregnant. Pregnant, yeah. And finally having a child after nice. eight years of marriage. Aww. So that's not only, you know, precognitive, it's giving her information. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to tell this one about Lincoln. This is really well known, but just to remind people, he... I mean, this goes back to Abe, drink, uh, Abe, that's what to call him dream, Abe Lincoln. And in the dream, he comes upon a group of mourners in the White House surrounding a casket. Who's dead in the White House, he asked. An attending soldier replied, the president. He was killed by an assassin. Mm. So isn't this amazing? That's Lincoln. And we could go back to Napoleon, the Battle of Waterloo, and the Titanic. So, I mean, this... This was happening way, way back. And then I just want to give a quickie, one, one of mine. Uh, okay. I, I was, because it involves, uh, sometimes we have uh, personalities come up that we all know in our dream helping mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And I asked my dreaming mind to help me locate a long-lost friend. And I was trying to find Mike Malone, who was a well-known choreographer, and I hadn't seen him for many years. Now, although he lived in Washington, D.C., I felt he had moved, but I had no idea where. So finally, I had an answer when I dreamt that I was talking to our mutual friend, choreographer, and dancer, Debbie Allen. Debbie, who we all know, you know, out there. Of course. And I told her, yeah, Debbie. And I said, Debbie, you know, I'm trying to find Mike. And Debbie said, he's living on the west side of New York. So the next day, putting on my detective cap, I followed up the dream lead, and I called the information operator in New York City who gave me a number for Mike Malone living on the west side. Well, when I called, Mike answered the phone and immediately recognized my voice, and he said, how did you find me? I just moved here yesterday. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's amazing. See, that's, that's, isn't that wonderful? That's fabulous. I mean, that, so that's not just me. I mean, I'm gifted. I no, no. That, but. You, I, you know, I wonder how, how many people get information like this. And like for me, like I said, it's a, instructions. And 
they act on them or they don't act on them. And I know that you've got an amazing method that you developed called your dream shift method for interpreting dreams. Can you tell everyone that's listening what that is specifically? Ah, okay. The, the dream shift. Now, I want to say, first of all, this is my method. It's an intuitive method, but it doesn't mean this is the only way to describe your dreams. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. That's really, yeah, yeah. That, but you've that, had success with this, so we really do need to talk about it. Well, I, I got to tell you some things. I remember being in a symposium. It's our annual conference on dreams. And there were three experts, four experts actually, on the stage. And they're analyzing someone's dream. Well, I hear the dream. I go to work in my intuitive mind. I write down what it's about. I tell the person next to me. An hour later, these people are still at it, the experts. So for me, why I like this method, it goes right to the bottom line. Yeah, it's quick. Let's look at how this works. Okay. First, you have to ascertain you know, the background, what, what's going on? So this is not the shift yet. So here's a woman named Roz, and Roz is questioning her wavering friendship with Nellie, and she has this very illuminating dream, okay? So first, so I'm going to give you the dream before I give you the shift. Okay. I was in a social setting, and Nellie was being strong and intimidating. She pulled out a gun and shot someone. Mm. Then she pointed the gun at me, and was going to shoot me. Then Nellie said, she'll decide whether to spare me. Well, I wasn't completely afraid. Then another woman came along who held a gun over Nellie. Now, before I go through the five steps, six steps, uh, gun dreams, for example, are common. They're terrifying if you have them. My God, I'm shooting someone, someone's shooting me. And so this is, again, the idea with the intuition. It's taking the sting out because you're going right to the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So first thing you have to do, give the dream a title. Oh. The title here was gun control. Oh. Second, you have to become centered and receptive. The centering just takes the mental tension out. The receptivity, breathing, relaxation mm-hmm. takes the physical tension out. So back to the dream analysis. So Roz listened to her wind chimes, and she affirmed, my intuitive mind will help me understand the dream. And she just started doing some deep breathing, and that started getting her into an altered state and relaxed. Right. Third, we go back to the dream. And we identify the major symbols. So I choose anywhere from one to three. I don't go above that. See, this is the intuitive mind, remember. We're keeping it simple. Simple, yeah. We're keeping it. Mm -hmm. The major symbol for me, of course, and for her, was the gun. This was easy in this one. So the fourth, we have to go in and interpret the symbol using amplification, and word association. Okay. So with amplification, you're taking that central symbol and you keep associating to it. You freely associate. And you just come up with words like hunting, power. Now, I'm by, oh, let me stop. I'm doing this with the person. I'm not coming up with this. You said this at the beginning of the broadcast. You have to 
turn it over to the person. Exactly. So I said to the person, come on, we're, we're going to do this. So mm-hmm. the person, hunting, I might throw in a word or two, but hunting, sure. power, protection, fire, and weapon. You notice there's nothing about death or killing. This is the, That's this just symbols, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then symbols. she comes up with an intuitive hit, and she says, calling the shots. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, that really shook her. So I want to keep her in this kind of right nonverbal mode. So we go to the fifth step, and we engage the symbol artistically. Uh, you're you're dancing, you're moving, you're listening to music, drama, you're acting, and uh, she begins to dance to music. Now the sixth step, we come back to the logical mind, and we do that by implementing the dream discovery. So she says, you know, I'm looking at this gun symbol, and she saw, remember it was calling the shots, she saw how controlling Nellie was in their relationship Uh, because she always called the shots. mm -hmm. So Ross was uncomfortable with this one-sided relationship, and she said, I'm going to talk to Nellie about creating more give and take and interaction in our relationship. Bingo. You know, there's something interesting for me here that, you know, you're looking at the symbols, you're identifying the symbols, and, you know, they're very, they just are what they are. The gun, weapon, fire. And then you're engaging the symbol. So when someone is engaging in that symbol and whatever methodology works well for them, is, there, is that also where the emotional connection is coming up? In other words, they're starting to feel an emotional, for instance, with her, with Roz, she definitely had an emotional connection with calling all the shots but she had to feel that on some level didn't she well you know it, it's funny i get a little nervous with the word feeling i think it's a very important word okay <laughs> that's good to know as, <laughs> yeah, as you know but when we're trying to get the intuitive hit intuition is neutral right and feeling sometimes gets to the ego that's so, true because it, me it's a, yeah go ahead yeah isn't that an interesting piece so to me the aha resonates throughout the body. Oh, this is it. It goes to a different, another place. Not just the heart, but it goes to the head. It goes beyond to say, this is it. That aha is unmistakable. You know, when a person says, oh, Eureka. <laughs> that well, do you it. think the, uh, is the aha taking someone to a place of super consciousness? You know, the elevated mind that's not attached to the ego or the subconscious on any level? Absolutely. Because to me, when you are in the intuitive voice, again, my telephone line to the divine, there's no judgment. It is. It just is. You know, so you, you know, like I always say for myself and to my clients that I'm training, report, 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 report. That's it. Just report, report, report. So... This is very fascinating. For those of you that are listening, um, this is Johanna Carroll. You are listening to Dialogue with Divinity. We have Dr. Marcia Emery on our show, and we're talking today about the partnership of dreams and intuition. And she really, I'm sorry, Marcia, but in my book, you are one of the the top experts in this. So I know that um, you've got this one, two, three, four, five, actually there's six steps to this, and this is part of the... Dream, dream shift, shift method. Okay. Yes. 
And where would people find this? In your workbook? They will find it in my workbook, yes. I Which is called books. the Intuition Workbook, an Expert's Guide to Unlocking the Wisdom of Your Subconscious Mind. So and we are... Yeah, go ahead. It's also in The Intuitive Healer, my okay. second book. We're going to take a short power. break. We will yeah. be right back. We will be right back. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years, an author of four books, and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune in to Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with Spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. 
So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life has no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Hi, everybody. This is Johanna Carroll, Dialogue with Divinity, and we are continuing our really interesting discussion on the partnership of dreams and intuition with Dr. Marcia Emery. You know, it's such a fascinating subject. Do you think, I'm just going to throw this out, do you think people are frightened of their dreams? I know my husband says to me, I never dream. And I, I, you know, it's like, yes, you do. You just don't remember. But when he does have a dream, it really scares him because he's not used to accessing that, I guess, at some level. Why, you know, do you feel that some people are afraid of their dreams? Well, well, well sure. Uh, we, we don't understand them. And, uh, you know, it, get, it comes back to something I said earlier, you know, the dream is actually a gift. You know, even the nightmare because it tells us what is going on underneath the surface. Let, let mm-hmm. me get back for a minute to a gun dream. Uh, I've had gun dreams. I had a dream where I took a gun and I killed someone. And this is someone when I lived in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And like myself, he was a psychologist. And he just was so uh, opposed to everything I was doing that he kept putting me down. And I was appalled. And even though I was furious with him, I would never take a gun and kill him. Now, when I went into the dream and I looked at the gun and the shooting, I was putting an end to my relationship with him. Right. I was putting, you know, he was no longer bothering me. It's so pretty final. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I was pretty final. Pretty so, final. And he never bothered me, by the way, after that dream. Now, uh, if other people have dreams, and when they tell me the dreams that are very frightening, you know, a wave engulfs me, you know, and I'm drowning. And I hear and I hear and I let them talk and talk. And I said, yes, yeah, so what, what are you in over your head about? Mm-hmm. And so to me, the excitement with the dreams, even the frightening ones, is to strip it is to get right down to the bedrock of what it's telling you. And so we know that, and by the way, I'm sorry that we didn't finish, but as we went to break, we were saying that your wonderful workbook, Intuition Workbook, An Expert's Guide to Unblocking the Wisdom of Your Subconscious Mind, and I'm assuming that in also The Intuitive Healer and Power Hunch, you touch on on all of this as far as your method, right? Yes, yes. Getting down to... Do you think that, I know for myself, I've had, I think you're very aware when you're having a dream that you really need, you know, something's different. You really need to pay attention to this. But I have had dreams that I know I am traveling to the past. I know that I'm looking at something that happened maybe in my woo-woo world in another lifetime. And yet it still is a very, very significant memory. And my sister and I, for we never talked about this. And then 
I think when we were like in our 30s or something, we compared notes. We were both having the exact same dream. And so it was like, well, this is really interesting. And we started comparing notes. And a lot of it had to do with my father. But we remembered in that dream being sisters in another lifetime. So how do you explain that to someone? I mean, obviously, that was then and this is now. So it's really what, you know, what you've brought forward to maybe get more awareness on intuitively. Have you ever had any scenarios like that? Oh, I'll give you a sister one. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, no, I, I have to say my, my sister is 10 and a half years younger than I am. And uh, she's a half sister. We have a common father. Mm-hmm. And in this dream, it was just very short. And I saw Michelle and I looking at each other. And, and we look very much alike. We almost look identical despite the years. And I say in the dream, I wonder if your mother knows that you are African too. And I woke up and I thought this was the strangest dream. Now, years right after that dream, maybe, I don't know, sometime after, I'm in Washington, D.C. because I'm living and teaching there. And I'm at an African museum and somebody is giving a talk and they're telling about twins were a very bad sign for the tribes. And they would take one to the mountaintop and let it die, and they would let one live. Now, I'm hearing this, and I'm quaking. And it was a Nigerian tribe. And, ah, my heart is beating fast. And I realized that my sister and I were in Africa. We were sisters, Mm -hmm. and we were separated and alienated, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I was the one taken to the mountaintop and died. That's amazing. Did it affect your relationship? I mean, as far as how you integrated that into your relationship in the present moment? Well, for me, I had been knowing for some time that I had African roots because I was strangely attracted to all things African. Uh And I was just feeling so comfortable in the black, the African-American community. Mm -hmm. Now, my sister wouldn't hear of anything like that. She would never consider that in her wildest dreams. So, you know, for me, it was just another sign reaffirming my African roots. It was a good aha moment for you, too. Oh, yes, yes. That's really interesting. uh, Yeah. So I know um, dream symbolism. I love the fact that you're not saying you've got to go out and buy a book. And this book says that this symbol tells you that because it's such a personal experience to have you know, like we were talking about in the beginning, what may one symbol may mean something to one person and a different thing. And I know that um, you also, in terms of the languaging and everything, you have this thing called dream incubation that you actually, not you personally, but all of us get to invite, we get to invite a dream to visit. That could be really beneficial. So how do you, can you explain to everyone listening, how do you yeah. invite a dream to vision and what's really dream incubation? Right. These, these are two separate things. You know, okay. Uh, because our dreams can come spontaneously. So we're inviting them to visit or upon request. And when we request it, that's when we're incubating. So very, you know, basically you could during the day just say, well, you know, I will remember my dream tonight. I will remember and you want to make sure that you get your dream area. You have to have a dream journal. It could be a piece of paper. It could right. be a notebook, 
whatever. Yes. And you have to prepare that, you know, have the book and the pen and, uh, you know, make sure that before you go to sleep, you're slowing down. And if possible, you're avoiding af- uh, alcohol or caffeinated, mm-hmm. uh, right. you know, beverages. Sure. And you take your journal and write down the date. And, you know, you write a little something about the day, day notes. You know, this is inviting the dream, just a few sentences. And then when you, for me, I say, I will fall asleep quickly, sleep soundly, and remember my dreams in the morning. Now, that's what I say. doesn't always work, but I say it. <laughs> and when you wake up in the morning, you have to be very careful upon awakening. You have to be very gentle. And you also have to be careful, like, I have a cat. Her name is Tiffany. She jumps <laughs> on me. She's a dream stealer. <laughs> she, 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 she sells your dreams. <laughs> And so when, when, when you wake, you know, and you're just being quiet, and then you put the, uh, record the dream. So that's inviting the dream. Now, maybe I have a specific question. It could be about my health. It could be about a job. It could be about whatever. So mm-hmm. bef- then I need to take, now this is incubation. I need to take my dream journal, and I need to write it down. Uh, should I be concerned about the pains I feel in my leg? That would be a health mm-hmm. question. Right. Or am I going to lose my job? Or is my relationship going to the next step of engagement, commitment? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's very, it's very specific. It's more specific. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you write it down. And you can even, th- you know, before you go to sleep or during the day, you can meditate on that question. And, uh, you know, you hold in mind, you know, that you're going to receive the answer in a dream mm-hmm. that you remember upon awakening. Mm-hmm. So when you, uh, you know, when you get up, just, just very, very quiet and gently, let the dream unfold. Write it down. Don't try to interpret it right then, but just let it unfold. And then you're going to work with the dream, just like I did. You take a symbol, you right. amplify it, right. whatever you do. Mm-hmm. So, Marcia, we're sort of coming to the end of our show, and obviously we need to have you back to continue this dialogue at some time, but we want to really want to thank you. And for those of you that are listening that would like more from this brilliant woman, please go to her website, www.drmarcia. E-M-E-R-Y.com. That's DrMarciaEmery.com. She's got three great books. She's got lots of information on her website. So if your dreams are following you around and you want more information, please go to Dr. Marcia Emery's website and let her put her hand out. As you can all tell, she's one of the kindest, sweetest women that I know. So I want to thank you, Marcia, for joining us and sharing all your great wisdom as an expert on dreams and intuition. So thank you again so much for being on Dialogue with Divinity. Well, thank you, Joanna, for having me. And I mentioned the word dream, and see, Tiffany jumps up and starts meowing. (laughs) Stop stealing her dreams, Tiffany. Put them back. Thank you, Marcia. So we will see you you. soon. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. So for those of you that are listening, this is Dialogue with Divinity. I am your host, Johanna Carroll, and you can find any information about what I am offering as far as my four books, my workshops, beautiful retreat that we're doing in Maui next year at johannacarroll.com. That's J-O-H-A-N-N-A. 
C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com. You are listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network. We have a wonderful team of hosts here. So please check out our schedule, X X Z N. I always do this. <laughs> XZBN.net. And hopefully we will see you soon at our next show. We want to thank you very much for listening. And we're sending a big hug to your heart and remembering to fall in love with the possibilities that your dreams are going to be gifting you. And don't be afraid to invite them in. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.